On this episode of the AC Sports Report, we have Connor Newcomb, the voice of Johns Hopkins Athletics, as well as the host of the Locked On Orioles podcast. If you've been looking for someone that talks about youth sports in the DMV, from basketball to football, volleyball, soccer, lacrosse, baseball, and softball, you've found it. We are the authority. We are the authority. This is the AC Sports Report. There's a thriving community of youth sports in the DMV, and we cover it all. From interviews to game reports to player scouting, public and private schools, and we even cover the college recruiting process. This is the AC Sports Report, and here's your host, John Miller. Connor, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So I'm a little intimidated. Uh, you and I have worked together a couple times doing some prep sports stuff, and you definitely have the voice for podcasting, for radio, for play-by-play, and I don't. So I'm a little nervous here. You've got the boom in the voice going. It's, I'm working it's, on it. It sounds good on the podcast. It's, it's all adjustments and settings on my, my recorder here. No, just kidding. Uh, you found the place. It's a little hard to find. I say that on the uh, episodes just so that people that are coming in the future know that Sometimes uh, Google Maps and your GPS is going to be a little quirky. Yeah, but uh, you know, you walk through the the hallways here, and you're like, "There's no way this studio will appear when I open a door." And and here we are. And I left the note on the door for you. So. Exactly, that helped a little. Excellent. So we jump ahead. I do this all the time. I like to learn a little bit about you first. Uh, where'd you go to high school? Did you go to college? Where'd you go? So high school we talked about before the show was Falston High School, and the mascot is the Cougars. Nice. Did you play sports up there in Hartford County? I did. I was a volleyball, basketball, and baseball player. Um, the basketball was just one season, but uh, I was I was four seasons of volleyball and baseball. Baseball, first base, you're a tall guy. Yes. Well, I was a catcher for most of my life. Again, a very tall catcher um, and moved out to first base by the end because I wasn't playing a lot and uh, my knees weren't going to like it if I kept catching. I was going to say the knees are usually one of the first to go for a catcher. So what's your? Let's give me the scouting report on Connor Newcomb, the catcher at Falston High School. If I was going to play, if I was going to send my team against you, and I wanted to be prepared, either pitching or or stealing second base, what's the scouting report from Connor? Well, in terms of the two years on varsity, I started one game. That was senior day. Um, I was removed after the third inning. Um, I was actually instead of using the DH for the pitcher that day, they used the DH for the first baseman, which was me. So I did not even get to hit in that game, um, but. I hit over 500 in my high school career. It was about 12 at-bats, but I, I every time I got up there in a blowout, I got a hit pretty much. Um, I had a terrible arm. I was really slow, um, but I could play defense pretty well at first base, and that was and and when I got a chance, I could hit some singles. That was about it. So are you right-handed or left-handed? Right-handed. Oh, so they, you even had that against you because yes. a lot of first basemen are, are left-handed because they can get that right glove out there. So you went on to play D1 baseball. <laughs> Correct. At Made Up University. <laughs> now you went on to college. You went to Maryland. Yes, I did. Terrapins. Yes. And your major was? Journalism. Journalism. Very good. And that's kind of what led you into broadcasting, play-by-play work. Did you do some of that in college? How's that work? Yeah, so I did a lot of that in college. I, I came in wanting to do the sports writing path. That's what I did in high school. I worked for the school paper and and covered some of the teams and wanted to do that and my freshman year, uh, I got a chance at the student radio station to host a one-hour radio show, just kind of shooting it with some of my friends, and that turned into getting a chance to do 
like three softball games my freshman year during the spring. And if I went back and listened to those now, which are my first ever broadcasts, I mean, it would be horrific. But I enjoyed it so much that that next fall, I was like, you know, sign me up for all the broadcast stuff possible. And I kind of phased out the writing and just, I mean, you know, I've called plenty of games since graduating, but the amount of games that I called in those three years was ridiculous. I mean, I was probably spending too much time on broadcast prep and not enough time on schoolwork at times, but I graduated and had a 4.0 in my last semester. So we got better as we went along. Well, there you go. That's, that's a proud thing to report on. Clearly like statistics, um, your batting average and stuff like that. And working together in some of the prep sports stuff I do, you come well prepared for stuff. So I can see you uh, knee deep in college doing all the research before the game and being ready. Plus Maryland has plenty of teams. So you could have walked across campus and stumbled across a game somewhere, either uh, the D1 stuff that they play or some of the intramurals. There was plenty of sports there for you to cover. Oh, yeah. Everything's going on. I mean, I did everything. I mean, I called some wrestling, which was a a very different uh, experience. Started with softball. You know, I did a lot of baseball. I got to do basketball and football and all that stuff. But, you know, field hockey, lacrosse, wrestling, volleyball. I mean, Across the board, I got some chances to do a lot. So I got two questions. So did you play any intramurals in college? Yes. So I played intramurals and I did a club sport oh, as okay. well. Give me, give me, what, what did you do? So for one semester, I played on the club volleyball team, okay. um, which was, you know, you asked about my, my baseball prowess in high school, which was bad. I was actually pretty good at volleyball in high school. So that was where kind of any of the athletic talent went. So I did do one semester on the club team. I realized after that one semester that the timing of traveling on the weekends for tournaments uh, was not matching up with me calling games on the weekends, which I wanted to do a lot more. But uh, that was definitely at least a fun level of exposure and talent because, you know, intramurals is awesome. You play with your friends and, you know, you get to take a break from schoolwork on a random Wednesday night. But the club thing was, you know, it felt like high school sports again because everybody's there has at least played on, on some kind of high level before. Life is full of those hard decisions, schoolwork or sports. So volleyball. So you're a tall guy. We talked about 6'4". So you were the guy up front doing all the blocking, right? What's that position called? I mean, the blocker, I yeah, guess? Yeah, I mean, I was... The spiker? Yeah, the mi- middle... Or did you do something else? I was not a middle blocker. I was a setter, which people get surprised by because when I started playing volleyball, you know, my freshman year of high school, I was kind of uncoordinated, um, but also not tall. You know, I was five foot ten, five foot nine. And so they were like, all right, you can't really jump that high and you're pretty average height. Let's just put you as a setter. And it worked out. And then I grew to 6'3", 6'4", and it was already kind of too late to move me anywhere else. So that is, uh, that's where I stayed as I rarely, I don't think I ever saw through high school intramurals and club a taller setter that I ever played against. So I know I said two questions, but I'm going to save the the second question for later. So you graduated from college a few years ago, and you moved on to doing some work. You're at Hopkins now. You're the voice of Hopkins. What does that involve? Yeah, so I'm there basically for everything but football and men's lacrosse. Uh, Men's lacrosse games are, they're on TV. They're, you know, one of the two D1 sports they have at Johns Hopkins. And obviously, when you think Hopkins athletics, everyone in the world is going to think men's lacrosse. Uh, you know, they're on ESPN or Big Ten Network when they play, and they've had a guy doing football forever, so I didn't get a chance to do any football, but soccer, field hockey, volleyball, wrestling, baseball, and I do get to do women's lacrosse on the D1 side, 
I call games for the Hopkins streaming service and it's, you know, from late August to the end of April, uh, they're kind of always going. There's, there's a month in, in the winter where they're off for, for winter break and, you know, all the students are gone. They don't play any sports, but it's division three sports, but it is very high level. Hopkins across the board is probably altogether the best division three athletic department in terms of just winning percentage. I mean, you're hard pressed to find a team that isn't competing for a national championship every single year. That's a lot of sports. It's 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 a lot of sports, a lot of people, a lot of names. I'm sorry uh, you don't like sports. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've really immersed myself, I would say. <laughs> so we also introduced you as the host of the Locked On Orioles podcast. Uh, how often does that podcast come out and how much time do you spend on that one? Yeah, so in season, uh, that is five days a week, Monday through Friday. There is a new episode wherever you get to podcast. It's on YouTube now as well. So you can see my face as I talk about the Orioles. Oh, I didn't know that. I just heard that here first. I know what you look like, but I like uh, jumping on YouTube. Yeah, as of last month, uh, the show, every episode is on YouTube. So, uh, you know, you, you get to see me. There's a little graphic with my name. Um, the production value is not a crazy amount higher than just listening to it in podcast form, but, uh, looking for the views on YouTube as well. Very cool. So my second question involves all those sports that you, uh, are calling. And I imagine the sports are kind of like children. You, you, you have them all and you really can't say which one's your favorite without getting the other ones mad at you, but I'm going to go there anyway. I'm going to ask you if you could call any sport, just call it, not watch it, not played. What's your favorite sport to call? Yeah, I'll say if it's on the radio, it's baseball. Um, just the amount of information that you can get on all these baseball players, but also the amount of time you have to tell their stories. Like in an at-bat, you could have six or seven pitches, and there's time in between every pitch, as we know. And you can weave in a story about a guy throughout an at-bat, and you can weave in where the pitch was, what the result of it is while still telling that story. And so I like that kind of laid-back feel of baseball you're having a conversation, you're, it's more storytelling than the game. If it's, you know, a, a TV or a streaming broadcast, I haven't gotten to do a lot of football, but when I've gotten to do football, um, it's even, you know, lower level stuff, some, some high school and some division three football. I mean, it's like, it gets intense and it's, it's fun to know the game as a fan, but not really know the ins and outs of a game. So I enjoy kind of having an analyst there with football where I know I don't know as much as the person standing next to me, and I can just kind of focus on the action. So I'm going to ask a, a little bit of a dumb question, and please excuse me if uh, this is way too elementary. Calling a game is normally two people, and it's usually a play-by-play, -play, and I always forget who the other person is. And an analyst. An analyst. So what's the difference, generally speaking, in their, in their responsibilities? Yeah, play-by-play -play is you are directing the action, you're calling what's happening on the field. The analyst is, you know, someone who knows the game generally better than the play-by-play -play person does, whether they used to play, they used to coach, they've studied the game their whole lives, whatever it may be. Who's jumping in, you know, for football, for example, I'm calling out, it's, you know, second and seven from the 33, and here's a handoff to Jones, and he takes it up the middle for five yards. The analyst is jumping in with, you know, what the left guard did there to open up that hole, you know, why the linebacker didn't get there to make the tackle in the backfield, that kind of stuff, and providing that kind of color to the game. It's my job to tell you who the players are, where they are on the field, where they got to, how much time's left. And do you have that at Hopkins? Do you usually have both, or are you doing a lot of this by yourself? Yeah, I do a lot of solo broadcasts at Hopkins. Uh, up until this year, when I actually uh, got a partner and analyst, Owen Hartman, uh, who is actually a sophomore offensive lineman on the Hopkins football team. Nice. Uh, his dad's been in sports broadcasting for a while. 
uh, career-wise, and, and Owen, you know, had an itch to kind of get into it as well. So he's my analyst for for basketball and for women's lacrosse as well. I also have an analyst for baseball. Uh, so I did a lot of sports by myself in the fall, uh, but then once we get to winter and spring, I do have an analyst, and it makes my life a lot easier. Right. You don't have to fill every second of the of the broadcast. So there's a lot of sports going on in Connor Newcomb's life. Are you busy enough, or, or is there? Do you have opportunity to fill it with more more stuff? Listen, you, you know, if, if ESPN calls, if there's yeah other freelance gigs out there, and I can fit it in, like I will, I will definitely try my best to fit it in. Um, especially now, you know, I, I do a lot of college and high school sports. So once we get to May. You know, it's kind of a, a break for three months, obviously. If I, if I bump into anybody at the Ravens, uh, I'll let them know you're probably maybe available if things are just right. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, Jerry Sandusky does a great job on the Ravens broadcast uh, on the air. But, uh, you know, hey, if uh, he ever wants to just take a week off, I'll yeah, jump in. cover. Yeah, he <laughs> I, wants to go on vacation. I can see that. I can see that. So at this point, I usually, uh, I usually ask people... Um, you know, why are you doing this? And it's usually athletic reasons. Usually I get a lot of coaches who they played the sport before. They found it uh, very helpful in their life as they were maturing. It was a, a, a challenging time in high school, and the athletics let them focus on something. There's there's so many reasons why that. So why why broadcasting? Why, why, why are you doing this, Connor? Yeah, I think I've heard on different podcasts and shows, you know, play-by-play broadcasters get asked this question, and 95% of the time the answer is, oh, you know, I realized that age insert – teenage years, middle school years here that I wasn't going to be a professional athlete. I never thought I was going to be a professional athlete. I just wanted to be involved somehow. And that's kind of how high school sports went for me. Like I ended up being okay at volleyball, but I never saw the field in four years of baseball, but I stayed on the team because I just wanted to be involved. And that's kind of how it happened at Maryland when I got to do that first game uh, my freshman year in softball. I just wanted to be involved and I got more and more involved with it. And, you know, by my senior year, I was the voice of Maryland's baseball team. I was traveling with them every weekend on the road to different cities in the Big Ten, you know, Minneapolis and Champaign, Illinois, and Lansing, Michigan, and all these different places, you know, on the plane with the team, traveling with them, um, and, and just to be involved. And then I ended up being able to to hone my craft. I had just been immersed in sports from such a young age, just watching, playing anything that I could, that I just kind of wanted to be involved. And then I realized I might be pretty good at this part of, of being involved in it. You are good at it. So I'm, I'm glad you discovered this talent you have, whether it was hidden or not, because um, I enjoyed working with you a few times. So I will say, I also asked the coaches, if there's a kid that wants to get on the team or play a sport, is there something he or she should be doing to prepare for that sport? So I'm going to throw the same question at you. If there was a kid out there that um, is interested in broadcasting, interested in sports, is there something he or she should be doing? I usually target middle high school age kids. So what, what should or could they be doing to, do you have any advice for them? Yeah, I mean, so I didn't get into it at all before college. You know, I got that first chance my freshman year. And there's even some places where you go to different journalism schools, uh, not to, uh, you know, pile on to, to Syracuse here. But Syracuse is like the number one spot where sports broadcasters come out of is the Newhouse Journalism School at Syracuse. But Syracuse is kind of known for, you know, you kind of got to build up that equity and do some of the tougher jobs before you get on the air. You go to a place like Maryland or, or a lot of smaller schools, you walk in you're on the air. I mean, and they give you that chance. And so, you know, if you really want to do it, I would go to a school that maybe isn't that top notch if you want to get on the air right away. But, you know, I didn't have those chances in high school. If you are in middle school, if you are in high school, I mean, the way I got to do some high school games and the way I ended up working with you at Concordia Prep was 
I mean, I cold emailed the athletic director of every single MIAA school a couple years ago. And I was like, I'm Connor. I'm a broadcaster. Here's my website. I've worked at Johns Hopkins. I've done some other stuff. If you guys are interested in having a broadcast or maybe some of them had a broadcast, if you're interested in having an announcer on there, let me know. And I got two responses and it turned into, you know, getting some, some gigs. So, you know, at the very least, if you can't find any way that, that, you know, someone will put you on the air without experience that way, turn on the Ravens game, turn on the Orioles game, mute the sound, record yourself on your phone, just five or 10 minutes, just get a feel for it. You know, sit, sitting in your bedroom and calling the game on your phone. It might not be anything that anyone else has to hear, but you can do it. You can listen to it and at least get the feel for it. And then listen to people who are good at it. You know, if you ever get into this industry, you'll notice a lot more who's calling what game. Like we could turn on any of the NBA playoff games that are going on, you know, this month. And I could immediately tell you who is doing play by play. And I know a lot of other people couldn't maybe until they see, you know, the, the graphic, they, sh they take a shot of them in the booth, whatever it may be. Listen to people who are good, how they do it and, uh, Get reps any way you can. If it's sitting in front of a video game or in front of the TV with it muted, that works just as good to, to get those reps. Excellent. That's that's good advice, Connor. So thanks for sharing it. I will say, if there was a way, do you are you on social media? Or are you on Twitter? Can people follow you and what you do at Hopkins? They can. Uh, at Connor Newcomb underscore on Twitter. Uh, they can follow. They'll, they'll see a lot of the, the broadcast stuff that I'm doing and also uh, different musings, mostly about the Orioles uh, on Twitter as well. Very good. Connor, thanks for coming. Thank you, John. You've been listening to the AC Sports Report. As you know, there's a massive scene of youth sports in the DMV, and it's our passion to cover it all. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.alstoncarlisle.com. Till next time, this has been the AC Sports Report.